After a relatively quiet number of days, this week was capped off by an explosion of news. Indiana will have a top 10 recruit on campus next week. They have a transfer target on campus right now for a visit. Plus, we'll get you set for any potential Hoosiers that might be drafted in the NFL draft this weekend. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob. Want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. And there's a lot to discuss in today's episode. Out of nowhere, a whole bunch of news that we're going to get you caught up on. Let's start with probably the biggest news in that the Hoosiers are going to host a top 10 recruit on campus next weekend. Mackenzie McBacco. Uh, will visit IU per Adam Zagoria. He's going to visit IU, Kansas, St. John's, Louisville. McBacco is a is the number eight prospect in the 2023 class. He's a 6'8 wing, listed as a power forward, has a really good outside shot. We'll talk a little bit about his game in a minute, but uh, someone that uh, I think could play the three, and that I would imagine is what IU is going to pitch to him, but he was committed to Duke and decommitted when Kyle Filipowski announced he would be returning. So another situation where late recruitment opens up and the Hoosiers are right there to pounce on it. Something that keeps happening and IU keeps making uh, the best of the situation. As I said, he will visit Bloomington May 5th and 6th. He'll be at St. John's this weekend and then is hoping to set up visits for Kansas and Louisville. This is very preliminary, and I don't know how much this matters, but if you're comparing the schools and the situations, you have to feel pretty good about IU's chances. St. John's, until they land a recruit or a transfer target of this magnitude, I just don't know that I'm going to believe they're able to do it. Um, with Louisville is so far behind everyone else. It's kind of the same thing. They have so far to come. Maybe they do. Maybe they, they land him and, um, that changes things. St. John's has the advantage of, uh, McKenzie being from New Jersey. It feels like probably IU and Kansas as the front runners, just taking that look. That is no, that is just very like uh, base level analysis. If you just kind of look at the rosters and the situations, Kansas announced today Nicholas Timberlake joining the program. If you want uh, to despise them even more as we look set to battle for another prospect. So this feels, I mean, we've been here before. We were here last year with Malik Renew. We were here with Tamar Bates. Uh, but last year with Malik Renew, we saw what how quickly things can change. He didn't even take other visits he was supposed to take after IU. So that's rare. But, I mean, if things go well, we've heard and seen time again Mike Woodson um, and how 
He's basically a closer when it comes to recruiting. So get guys on campus, get them meeting Mike Woodson. Things typically get done. Who is uh, McBaco? Well, I, I just like you guys, we were learning on the fly and doing some research and watching videos. I can tell you watching videos, he has a body that's ready for the Big Ten. That's always, I think, a big thing for me when you look at these freshmen coming in. I w- I've discussed it. Unfortunately, the, the Big Ten plays a very physical style. This is a big boy. <laughs> McBacco is a big boy. 6'8", 210 pounds, but he's got a frame to him. And so the physicality of the Big Ten I don't think would uh, deter him too much. I think he could he could have success with that. Let's first look at his scouting report from Adolf Finkelstein of 247 Sports. Quote, his shot making from behind the arc is his best asset. He can also make the types of shots that translate to the next level, pick and pop threes, slipping out of ball screens to make shots on the move and creating space with a series of sidestep and step back shots. The mid post has long been a staple of his individual offense, but now he's getting some easy points by moving without the ball more freely. Physically, McBacco appears to be in the best shape of his career to date and was also productive enough on the glass to hold his own at the four. His swing skills are his defensive versatility and his shot creation abilities, both of which are rooted in his mobility and foot speed and ability to play low to the ground when necessary. If those two areas develop, both his versatility and overall projection will go to new levels. You can watch him, and I'm not going to make any kind of sweeping analysis. I probably watch most of the same videos you guys watch. Just my two cents on the matter when you watch him. It would be an interesting fit. This is a big-bodied three. Uh, I think there would be a lot of lineups where you would play him at the four, along Kalel, alongside Kalel Ware or Malik Renu or Peyton Sparks. Uh, so he's definitely someone that could play the three. And we saw somebody that was... Miller Cop wasn't the most fleet of foot and wasn't the most gifted athlete. And he held his own at the three. So... It might not be as much of a problem in the Big Ten. It's He seems like someone that would excel in what IU is wanting to do. He can really create his own shot and has a has the moves to do it, like, uh, like Finkelstein said, sidestep, step-back shots, things like that. He can break guys down off the dribble. It would... It wouldn't be a bad fit. I, I want to make that clear. I'm not hesitant at all on this. I, I absolutely bring him in. And he's, he's a he's got a very good shot. Like just he's a lot of things IU needs right now. Uh it I it would just be interesting to see how it worked, is mainly what I what I'm saying here. But this would be a huge coup for the Hoosiers. Entirely out of nowhere to suddenly getting a visit. This is why I've said before, I'm going to keep saying again, these knee jerk reactions to the portal and to recruiting, just stop. We heard absolutely nothing about Mugbako for weeks since he decommitted. We knew like 50 schools reached out to him and I'm not even sure if IU was listed among them. And then bam, here we are. IU's been recruiting him behind the scenes and they're one of four schools to get a visit. I kept saying, and I'll keep saying it, we don't know what we don't know. There are things going on behind the scenes that um, we just don't know. And this is an example of it. And so is our next topic. 
IU had a recruit on campus, and we didn't even know about it until he was on campus. Let's talk about Anthony Walker, a forward from Miami, and a much more interesting person that the Hoosiers are recruiting, and we'll discuss why here in a moment. First, let's talk about Built. Our friends over at Built Bar are just fantastic with the product that they products I should say that they make. They're they're healthy and tasty nutritional bars. It it feels like there's a catch. There isn't. These things are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. They taste amazing with all the flavors they have available. They're healthy for you with 130 calories, 4 grams of protein, 17 or 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, excuse me. I mentioned they have churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. They're releasing all sorts of limited time flavors all the time. They have the puffs. They have everything. They're all so, so good. The best part is you can go to built.com. You can order whatever you want over there, but you can also go to um, Walmart or Sam's Club and pick them up today. They have them available in store. Most of you guys are stopping at Walmart or Sam's Club anyway, so... Next time you're there, stop by and pick up some Built Bars. They're amazing, healthy, tasty. There is no catch. Try some out today and you can thank me later. Big thank you for you guys uh, making us your first listen every single day and your first watch. Subscribe on YouTube if you guys haven't already. Things have been blowing up over there. I'm sure a lot of you are watching us over there. Uh, Everydayers, you guys have heard me all week say, Eventually, we're going to get some transfer news. Eventually, we're going to get some transfer news. It came today. The Hoosiers weren't going to stay silent. What I'll say is if you guys missed it this week, this whole week has largely been covering uh, high school recruiting. So if there's any high school recruiting news you think you missed or you want to get some more insight on, you can go back and listen to some of those episodes as well. But let's talk about Anthony Walker. He is the forward from Miami that the Hoosiers had on campus uh, he is currently on campus in, in Bloomington. He was there on Thursday. I would assume he'll, it's usually two day visit. So I'm assuming he'll be there Friday. Very interesting player for the Hoosiers to c- recruit. Uh, he played four seasons at Miami, played a lot at Miami, uh, 125 games total, only 19 starts, but his last 70 or his last two seasons, he started 74 games, a staple for this team for quite a while but not as a starter his minutes kind of waned played 12 minutes his freshman season 26 minutes his sophomore season that was his best season by far started 16 of those 19 games uh was statistically his best season Uh, but then moved back to the bench last year uh playing 14 minutes a game and went down to 10 minutes per game this past season uh his role just it's hard to really say i mean you can just look at the numbers and see that his role went down and that's why presumably he entered the transfer portal he did play against the hoosiers uh he played 13 minutes was two of four from the field had four points and two rebounds in that win over iu he played all the way through the final four. Like he, he was part of this team, 16 minutes against Houston, uh, four minutes against Texas, seven minutes against 
UConn. So he was he's very much part of the team, but a dwindling part and not a consistent part. This is his COVID year he's taking. That's it. He has one year of eligibility left. Um, from what I've gathered, from what I've read and, and watched, Athletic can, can uh, play at a, a fast pace, which sounds like what the Hoosiers probably want to do. Uh, he can get to the rim. He can defend multiple positions. He's listed at 6'9", 210 pounds. Uh, he has a, a nice combination of size and athleticism. So there's value there. It's just the Hoosiers need guards. And I know that's a big thing. And I'm not there. There's reasons to believe this could work. There's been times in the past where the Hoosiers have recruited someone where you're like, that doesn't really make sense. Why are they doing that? Max Bielfeld is a name I've seen mentioned. He played an entirely different way at Michigan, came to Indiana, played in this new role and excelled and was really important to that Big Ten title winning team. Perhaps that's what we're seeing here. I think there are other reasons as well he could be valuable. We 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 talked in... Thursday's episode about how the Hoosiers don't have a lot of experience like Xavier Johnson's there, but they don't have a lot of guys who have just been on the court and played. There's probably few people in college basketball next season that have played as many games as Walker has 125 is a lot. So just from that standpoint, it would be valuable. You can't, if he's this athletic kind of versatile player, he is, or he appears to be on film and reading scouting reports. There's value in that as well. He's not a three-point shooter. Uh, He has attempted 141 threes in his career. 64 of them came in that sophomore season, and he shoots 20% on them. It's not He shot 24 last year in 37 games, and he made three. So that's just not part of his game. And it seems like it's based on last season – something that's just kind of been phased out of his game. So that's not part of his play style there. Again, there's value there. We'll see. Um, it is very interesting. You can look at the, uh, Evan Mia stats as well. The, the advanced site that we reference all the time for those of you that, uh, might not have heard before. So if you look offensively, uh, he had the lowest rating of their performance rating, their uh, formula, algorithm, whatever. Offensively, yeah, the worst player on Miami. He was an average ranking defensively. I don't really trust their defensive metric. Overall, he was, I mean, he was a positive player. This was a good Miami team, obviously. He was a positive player, but he was the lowest ranked player as well. If you look at, his position, I would also say uh, the team was good with him on the floor. Like they weren't a bad team with him on the floor. It's just they had a lot of talented players and he ranked at the bottom of that. So, But if you look at his position, it's listed as a 3.3. So a lot of small forward, maybe a little bit of power forward. And from that sense, IU needs that. They need guys that can play on the perimeter as much as anything. And uh, that is something Walker can do, but his role is straight 5.0. And we've discussed that before between one being a creator and five being a receiver. 
he's a five. This guy is not creating. Uh, he, uh, in his career, has 64 assists. He had 10 last season in 37 games, 378 minutes. This guy ain't creating. He's finishing, which there's value in that. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but he's not creating. He only had 11 steals and six blocks. So not really sure what to make. Um, we'll see how this goes. IU has three open roster spots. And like I said, there is value there. He's a guy that can play on the perimeter. He is an experienced player and perhaps a new, new role, new type of play style will suit him better. I'm not against it. It's just, I would need a little bit of convincing, I think, as to why this would work. He's a good depth piece at the very least. This is a very good guy to have around. He was just part of a team that made a final four run. And again, that, that lends itself to the idea of experience and the Hoosiers need that. So we'll see, uh, an interesting piece. We'll see what comes of that this weekend and moving forward into next week. NFL drafts going on. That's a big thing with the coverage, the college sites, obviously, uh, IU is not, <laughs> IU is not having anyone drafted in the first round. They could have someone, two players potentially drafted. We'll take a look at the draft prospects for the guys that are in the draft for the Hoosiers. Get you all set with all that here in a moment. So a fun little stat that was shared with me uh, from our good friend, Jared Gasul, who has been on the show many, many times before. He sent this to me um, during the first round. I don't know who broke the record. But or who ended their drought, but IU now holds the longest Power Five first round drought. Their last one was in 1994. Like I said, I don't know who broke that mark. You guys might, you guys probably. I didn't watch a draft. I, I don't care much for the NFL, and IU obviously wasn't being drafted. If you guys can name who that pick in 1994 was, I'd be very impressed. Write your guesses down below. I'll give you a minute. The Hoosiers haven't had many first-round picks at all. I believe the number is at seven. Uh, it's more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of them, but none since '94. There was a, a couple years in a row where they had them. Most of these are pre-1970. Uh, ha over half of them are pre-1975. So <laughs> once football got modern, IU was uh, not considered first round draft material. I, that was your chance to make your guess. 1994 first round pick taken 24th overall by the New York giants, Thomas Lewis, a wide receiver. I doubt many of you got that. I'd be very impressed if you guys put it in the comment below hats off to you. Uh, impressed with that Von Dunbar in 1992 was drafted by the saints. I think that's a name more, much more people are familiar with Eric Moore tackle in 1988 uh kevin allen a tackle in 1985 and then it's quite a while but uh between the earth after that yeah uh the hoosiers aren't uh aren't a team that is featured very prominently on most of these lists there are a handful of hoosiers that are draft eligible i guess highest ranking among them cam jones seems like a good chance he gets picked Doing a little bit of research. Admittedly, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention 
to the pre-draft kind of discussion. Um, Pro Football Focus, who we've used many times before, ranked Cam Jones as the 194th prospect overall. There's 259 picks. Once you get into those four, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, uh, the accuracy of those rankings changes a lot. But I feel like there's a pretty good shot that he is drafted. That's pretty safely inside that top 259, but we'll see. Certainly someone that will get a shot. Um, if he's not drafted, he'll get a, a good shot somewhere. Taiwan Mullen comes in at 218th. That feels a lot less certain that he will be drafted, which is surprising. If you think back to after uh, the COVID year when he was honorable or All-American recognition, stuff like that, I he dropped off quite a bit after that season. Uh, but he's as devoted a Hoosier as there is. If you guys haven't seen, I would be surprised. He was at all sorts of women's basketball games, men's basketball games, but he was at like soccer softball baseball he was just all over the place going to iu sporting events so absolutely rooting for him another guy who very easily could get a chance as an undrafted player based on pro football focus and i didn't do a ton of looking elsewhere uh, i looked on espn but taiwan mullen wasn't even ranked in espn's best available but based on pro football focus dj matthews devon matthews sean shivers and Jalen Williams, all are draft eligible, but were unranked. I don't think there's any surprises there. Uh, DJ Matthews, I there's a good chance he would sign and maybe makes a practice squad. Sean Shivers, maybe third down specialist. Uh, size obviously hurts him there, but perhaps he can find a, a special or a specific, I guess, role with a team, but. Cam Jones, Tywin Mullen are your two guys that feel most likely to be drafted and um but probably on Saturday. I, I don't imagine it'll be on Friday. So you have some time today. You might tune in, listen for their name, but I wouldn't imagine it wouldn't be until Saturday. So thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day is Monday on the show. We'll let you know where Cam Jones, Tywin Mullins, and any of those other guys land, whether in the draft or signing as an undrafted free agent. Um, we'll also have the latest on uh, Walker's visit and any other news that might come up this weekend. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Leave a quick rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast, obviously, if you're on Apple, Spotify, if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're, we're blowing up over there. So join in and uh, hang on for the ride because we're taking off over there. So thanks everyone for the support this week. Thank you guys as always. Hope everybody has an amazing Friday and most importantly, LEO.